0: Six zero. There's been something that's uh, been in the news here. Well, actually, not really in the news, but it came out recently, and I don't think it's been talked about yet here on Free Talk Live. And that is the uh, Economic Freedom of the North America Index has been released, and we will tell you where New Hampshire ended up. You want to take a guess? Oh, Economic Freedom of North America. I I don't know.
1: You um, want to take
0: a shot in the dark? Uh, probably a rural part of New Hampshire, I think. So uh when you compare New Hampshire with all the other U.S. Yeah. states, all the Canadian uh, provinces, all of the uh, Mexican states, where does New Hampshire? Oh, it, it, the rank? state, the
2: whole state is it, or is the it whole oh. the whole state? Oh, oh, where is it? um I'd say number one or number two, but that's because of history. Bonnie, you already know the answer. You right? already know. So what's yeah. the answer?
0: Is number one?
3: Awesome! Number one. Yeah. Again.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Was it Florida last year and now no. it's New Hampshire this no, year or is that was, a different index? I believe
0: it was still New Hampshire. Uh, Florida's number For okay. economic. Yeah, for economic okay, freedom. okay uh let's go to your phone calls and thoughts though there's lots to talk about tonight we can get into uh, what's going on down in cuba or rather what didn't happen in cuba and of course kyle rittenhouse found not guilty that of course is the big news of the day i'm sure somebody wants to hear about that we'll definitely get into it and but first uh zephan is already on the line so we're going to the phones and to the fun zephan calling from new hampshire you're on
1: free talk live go ahead
4: Hey guys, so, um, I just wanted to bring attention to a wonderful, uh, group that, uh, does stuff in New Hampshire. It's called the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Uh, I know that you guys have talked about them a lot, but, um, I just wanted to bring to your listeners' attention, um, if there is anybody that, uh, listens in New Hampshire, there's going to be a bill review training slash, uh, bill review party tomorrow. So essentially what that's going to mean is, um, is the nonprofit or uh, the NHLA will uh, go teach you how to review a bill,
1: mm-hmm.
4: um, and by bill I mean something that's submitted uh, by the New Hampshire House, um, you know, like a new piece of legislation. And then um, we basically teach you how to rate the bill based off of if it is pro or anti liberty. And once after we train you on that, there's going to be a bill review party afterwards. So essentially, you'll put what you learned into practice. Um, And I helped organize this. This is going to be at the show. It's going to start at 2 o'clock.
0: I was going to say, I mean, Zephan, I know you're relatively new to New Hampshire. I mean, you've been here less than a year, right? Like, when did you make the move? Uh, So I moved here in June. And you're already involved in, like, setting up training sessions with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. um, I mean, they they welcomed me with open arms, and uh, I felt like this was my niche of how to get involved and mm-hmm. so, so far i've reviewed about 65 bills and, wow
0: uh, wow
1: hey.
0: <laughs> there's not even really that many that are available to be reviewed yet right i mean they're uh, they haven't even all gotten their bill numbers at this point for 2022
3: yeah but there's 800 yeah
4: i mean not to brag or anything but i mean i i've been like uh, jeremy Kaufman uses the term uh, weaponized autism mm-hmm. in terms of uh, some of the libertarian activism in new hampshire and i feel like i Kind of channeled that a bit with this. Um, so far, I've I've uh, reviewed more builds than everybody else combined, and you know, not to like I said, not to brag, but um, I um, I I encourage uh, everybody attend, to attend the training tomorrow so that um, you know I can I can perhaps have uh, somebody, that's, well, look, wait, somebody wait.
3: that wait wait I have a question. Hey Zeffan, I am really interested in this, but I have to work tomorrow. I didn't hear anything about this until just now. Is there any way you guys are going to be like live streaming it or anything? Since I there's no way I can make it to the show. It's all the way in the uh, Portsmouth Met area, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm organizing it, so I could I could film it as long as I have consent of the people that are running it. Um, that shouldn't be a problem at all, and then I could just. Send it to you and maybe post it online after. That shouldn't be a problem. Well,
0: I presume you've already been trained. So are these things happening on a regular basis?
4: Yeah, they're happening on a very regular basis. Um, So I went to one about a month ago, um, and that was in sort of the Nashua area. Uh, There was one a couple weeks ago that was at Fun Spot, uh, for people that know where that's at, New Hampshire. And then this week, there is one at the Shell. So I'm assuming that as more bills... uh, become active Mm -hmm. uh, people will um organize more trainings and uh and and you know get more bill reviewers on board
0: yeah that'd be great because uh this is hard work and it takes a real certain personality type so bonnie was looking at the list right now so for listeners that don't know the, uh, the political process here is unusually accessible in in New Hampshire. That's one of the reasons why New Hampshire was chosen as the destination for the Free State Project. Because anybody who wants to can have a, uh, I would say, an effect on the system. You can talk to the state reps; they're accessible. They don't have like a staff to stand in the way of you. Yeah, isn't it something uh,
2: like one rep represents only three thousand three hundred people or something yeah, like something that? Like yeah, that, yeah,
0: yeah. And and so like every single bill has to get a hearing. So all eight hundred plus pieces of legislation that have been proposed for twenty twenty two, they've got to get a public hearing, and this uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance actually does go through and they try to read every single one of these bills and rate them. So Bonnie just happened to have this list of uh, legislation pulled up because you can go to the New Hampshire legislation or le- legislative chambers website or they call it, I think it's, they call it the General Court. Um, and you can look at all of the file bills or at least a little one sentence blurb about it because, again, not all the text is ready yet. These things don't even have bill numbers yet in a lot of cases. Some of them have been given bill numbers, but probably half of them haven't uh, at this point in the game. But she was just kind of going through the list and just reading over it. Yeah, and just
3: deciding for myself, like, if I thought it was like a good libertarian thing I should pay attention to or not. And then Ian told me there's an actual like, volunteer a job doing that.
0: Yeah, you seemed to actually be enjoying reading legislation, and I thought, <laughs> you know, if you actually like doing this, there's
2: a... All I'm thinking is, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs>
0: there is a uh, there's an organization that, yeah, really, clearly. <laughs> that would really appreciate your help. And you know what, Zephyr, the other thing that is interesting, you don't even have to be in New Hampshire to help the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, with this kind of work, right? That's correct.
4: Um, I'm actually planning on training a couple of my uh, friends that, for some reason, are deciding to stay in California for the moment and uh, get them to review some as well. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Um, yeah. it's uh, There was a guy that called in, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. He was calling from Los Angeles and talking about how the Li- Libertarian Party wanted to raise money so they could fight the mask mandate or whatever, which is just a total losing battle. I mean, and I told him that in no uncertain terms like, dude. This isn't going to happen. I don't recommend anyone give money to this particular uh, thing. If you actually want to give your money to something that is going to have an effect for liberty, then the best thing to do is give it to organizations in New Hampshire, like the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. And if you don't have money to give, you can give your time, like Zef is suggesting here. If you like reading bills... Well, reading your state's bills, wherever you live, isn't going to do you any good because you don't have any liberty legislators. You don't have anything. Like, there's no one there who cares about whatever effort you would put in. But here it makes a difference because what the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance does with these bill recommendations is they print them onto a piece of paper every single week for each bill that the legislature is going to vote on. So this the voting starts in like February, and March, and that range. And so every single week they've got volunteers that stand outside of the House chamber and they hand out these voting recommendations, basically libertarian voting recommendations to all 400 members of the state house. And I think they do it for the Senate as well as 24 senators and so the amount of work that that goes into this the rating the bills the you know categorizing them the printing out and making these sheets every single week the handing them out to the uh, to the representatives this is an incredible amount of uh, volunteer work and and as zeppin pointed out if you're not physically in new hampshire but you still want to help what's happening here you can, and you, can yeah,
2: yeah, and you know what's interesting is most of these reps don't read the bills anyway right we all know how you know you got to pass it to read it so um, it's it's just particularly helpful because you know that none of these reps are reading all these bills that they're voting on. Yeah, they couldn't so. possibly
0: read them all. But one thing that is nice about New Hampshire and, and Zeppin. Uh, did you have more that you wanted to share? Or are you good to go? Yeah,
4: yeah. I wanted to talk to just a little bit more. So it's yeah, been, yeah. So hang too on, too hang hard. on.
0: We'll bring it back here. More with uh, Zeppin. And- In moments, he's an activist with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Their website, by the way, nhliberty.org. That's where you can go learn more about them, join the organization. Again, you can do it remotely. If you want to help from the legislative aspect of things up here, make New Hampshire more free. They're doing some of the best work. This is Free Talk Live. That's 603-283-6160. And by the way, joining you in the studio tonight is Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want. On the way, we'll talk about uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse. Not guilty on all counts. Uh, We can get into that, but... We actually started the show talking with Zephin in New Hampshire, who is one of the newer movers here, although there's new movers, literally, it seems like every he's, week. He's not a new mover at this point. <laughs> <When> <laughs> On a new scale of things? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: in the scheme of things, we got people moving like... I mean, even in Keene, like, like once today. a week, we have somebody new who moves to town. I met somebody um, new
3: today. Well, a couple.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to the whole free state project, we got people moving every day. Probably, it's amazing what's been happening here over the last several months. But, uh, but Zeffin actually last year plus. Yeah, definitely uh, last two years. Zeffin, you uh, said you moved here in the middle of the in the summertime, and you already got involved in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is a group that we've talked about a lot here over the years on Free Talk Live because they do some really important political. Work. They uh, they rate every single bill or as many as they can, and they actually have a little contest every year. So you were saying you didn't want to toot your own horn, but hey, somebody's got to you know beat your drum. And so kudos to you if you can if you can get that number one spot, then uh, you know you deserve the award because that is brutal work is reading through these legislative proposals and trying to figure out what the language means and whether or not it's pro-Liberty or not. So anyway, you called to, to let us know that the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is doing another training seminar about that tomorrow. Uh, I just heard that, by the way, there was, like I think it was yesterday there were multiple different events going on in just Manchester alone there was like a meeting about uh, New Hampshire cannabis decriminalization and at the same time there was like another meeting going on about something completely different and so there's so much to do here in New Hampshire you actually have to choose like you can't oh, be yeah. in more than one place at once and sometimes you want to
1: be there's
2: there's like 8 things going on especially if you get it like on like a Friday, Saturday or Sunday
0: like there's 8 things going on on like any given day. So Zephan you were wanting to say something else. Uh, go ahead. Yes.
4: Yeah, so um, and in comparison to other uh, libertarian causes throughout the country, it's not like you're just running on a hamster wheel and getting nothing done. Right. The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, the ranking that they do, um, it, it's actually the first thing that most of the legislators look at. Like there's other hmm. groups that do what the NHLA does. But most of the uh, Republican representatives, at least, rely on the NHLA um, mm. first, and then they look at other recommendations from other groups. And the reason why they do that is because um, the NHLA uh, works um, with the broader uh, liberty political machine in New Hampshire um, because essentially when, uh, when a representative votes on something um, – you know, it's, it's logged into um, into another thing that the NHLA does, which is essentially uh, gives the representatives rankings based on how they voted. And then uh, based off of those rankings on how they voted, if they got an A or an A plus or an A minus, uh, they tend to get endorsed uh, by uh, the Americans for Prosperity or the Young Americans for Liberty who go door to door
1: and uh, canvass
4: for these people. So, I mean, it's a part of a... Greater political machine here, so it's it's not like it's not like you're reviewing bills and uh, you know people pat you on the back or whatever and say good job. No, like this has tangible effects for liberty in the state.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, there really is this. Uh, this machinery this ecosystem of liberty oriented organizations that is decentralized and very very effective oh yeah what's interesting was the uh the recent democrats meeting that happened a couple of weeks ago <laughs> uh, with the hillsborough county democrats where they spent 90 minutes just just expressing how effective the liberty movement is here in new hampshire essentially doing like an infomercial for yeah. us they were being mad about I mean, it they, they, they were mad they, they have been freaking out lately but the thing is, they think that it's all centrally controlled. They think that there's like the they Koch do. brothers who are funding and pulling the levers didn't, on everything, and it's not that at all. Didn't it's- they
2: say something like like the the, the liberty the or uh, free Staters moving to New Hampshire get paid to move to New yes. Hampshire? Yeah, they, like they, it they was absolutely. Work. I want to know where my money is. I still, yeah. I'm still want. I'm like like they're so off as far as like what. Is actually happening. Well, that's
0: the thing. They're actually on it when it comes to all the things that are happening, but their theory about how it's happening is what they're off about. So they think it's all centrally controlled. But they can they can identify like all these different organizations, all these different people. Right. They've done a lot of research on us, and most of what they researched is true. There are a lot of organizations, yep. and there are a lot of very effective activists here, and the numbers are increasing. And we do help people move in. Sorry. You know, we have moving yep, parties. Yeah, sure, sure, Sorry,
3: Democrats, that we don't think in a hive mind. It's, yeah.
0: It, yeah, it's it's interesting. They 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 see us
2: as different, and it's it's like like we're not a political party. We're like somehow different. It's it's very bizarre the way they but they think
0: we're organized the way they are, which right. is why they presume right. that there must be some, you know, puppet master at the top with a bunch of money, because that's how they're organized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got George Soros or whoever handing out, you know, millions of dollars to these activist organizations that are not ground floor; they're not, you know, grassroots. They're they're from the top down. Anyway, been, um anything else you want to share tonight?
4: Yeah, just one last thing. So, um, out of all the bills that I've reviewed so far, I've I found one that is the most pro-liberty, uh, marked at like plus 30 in terms of like it's, uh, it's how it ends up points-wise in, for liberty. And then I found one that was minus 30 for points-wise, being anti-liberty. And so uh, just keep an eye on these two. The, the pro-liberty one is known as defend the guard. And what that essentially does is it makes it so that um, New Ham- the New Hampshire government is able to retain control of its National Guard troops, and not have the federal U.S. government deploy those troops into foreign conflicts mm. unless Congress uh, declares an official act of war, which it hasn't done since World War II. Right, so it effectively <laughs> makes it. It effectively makes it so that um, the, New, the New Hampshire National Guard is never deployed.
0: That's interesting. Um,
4: and, and then the most anti-one that I've seen so far is it. Um, it was proposed by some constitutional threat Democrats. Um, mm-hmm. it essentially makes it so that, uh, you can't open carry at polling stations, which, you know, New Hampshire, you can do that. Even if it's a school, you can open right. carry into a, can't into you
2: a even open place. carry t- in the, uh, in the house? Uh, yes, you can, yeah, unless you you're can. a house member. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Unless they <laughs> change Well, it's a binding resolution. Yeah. It's a
4: non-binding resolution. Like, you know, I, it hasn't really been tested yet, but if I ever got elected as a state rep, they're not going to make me not open carry the house, That's
0: for damn sure. Zeffin, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Zeffin, he uh, moved out from California, and of course you can't open carry there. And so whenever I see him, you know, I've seen him a couple times at a couple different events since he's moved, he's always open carrying here because he's got that freedom and he's exercising I, it yeah, now.
2: Yeah, I, I love it when I see it's people so cool. open carry. I I. I I don't own a gun or anything, but I love to see other people up and carrying. Speaking of guns,
0: Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty today of all counts. Turd Ferguson is on the line. He wanted to comment. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure, you're calling from
0: Pennsylvania. Go ahead. What's on your mind?
5: Yeah, I do have a few thoughts about the Kyle Rittenhouse um, thing, and I'll try to keep it uh, somewhat brief, I guess. Um, uh, I guess, I guess my first thought, um, we'll so get to that
0: in a moment. Hang on more with uh turd coming up. He's got thoughts on Kyle Rittenhouse. I imagine there are a lot of people who are just super happy today and a bunch of people who are really upset. Yep. Uh, they wanted to see this guy go into a prison because he defended himself. They considered him, him a murderer. The jury disagreed unanimously on all counts. More coming up.
6: When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's Wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times best-selling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more
0: it's free talk live and you can join us here the phones are open at 603-283-6160 that's 603 And joining you here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
3: And Bonnie.
0: And Chris. What do you want to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict and whatever it is that comes next? Because certainly there were people who were planning on protesting whether or not Rittenhouse was found guilty. And now he has been found not guilty on every single count uh, by the unanimous jury verdict earlier today. You can comment on that or bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. The number is six oh three-283-6160. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin, of course, uh, down a little bit, down I don't know, more than ten percent, I think, in the last couple days. It's it, yeah, it's been at around fifty-eight. Well, it's it's definitely yay if you're bon looking to, if you're looking to buy some Bitcoin. Uh, Because it's now at around $58,000, and just uh, a week ago, I think it was like $68,000, so... Big dip there. Uh, might be a good opportunity to get some if you want to learn about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and cryptocurrency in general. Get on over to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. You'll get some basic information from that first three-minute long video. And if you feel like it, if you have more time, watch some more videos, get some more uh, you know details. Because this is technology that is changing the face of finance. i got a clip. If we have a chance, we'll play it. Hillary Clinton attacking Bitcoin. You know if Hillary doesn't like it, it's probably a good thing. Most people
3: don't like her. so yeah.
0: Exactly. So we'll, we'll tell you, if I can play it, I'll, I'll get that up here in a little bit. Uh, but again, go over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page. You want the latest news headlines? They've got those too over at news.bitcoin.com. Turd Ferguson is calling us from Pennsylvania. Turd, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Yeah, so um, just to get, get right back into what I was talking about, um, uh, just to briefly, just to start off here, um, this should be a lesson to everybody, uh, just how dangerous the mob hive mind becomes, uh, you know, when, and, and, and the domino effect. And, you know, w- w- one second is just one guy who just got out of a mental hospital and he's stirring things up. And the next thing you know, 10 people are chasing a- one guy down the street trying to kill him. And this should be a lesson to everyone, just how dangerous the mob hive mind is. Who's the but, guy um, that I, just
3: got out of the mental hospital?
5: Uh, Joseph Rosenbaum, the child molester that was that tried to kill Kyle, that tried to take Kyle Rittenhouse's gun.
3: Oh, okay. I, and he's so now dead. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, I, by, by the way, I think his last words, uh, or some of his last words were, you ain't going to do S, mother effer and uh and I, guess, did some mess. I guess he was he was dead wrong about that now was
1: yeah um, looks but, like it
5: but yeah i i should say the the trial it was really actually really entertaining in a lot of ways it was it, mm. it had like a really good story it was very cinematic and i'm hoping i mean i know your listener base is very you know uh well to do uh higher income uh hi- higher intellect maybe hopefully there's maybe an executive from Paramount or Universal or Sony or or Warner Brothers or one of these big studios listening to this call because they should um, this this trial could very easily become a great trial movie, much like all the great court movies from the golden age of cinema. You know, like Twelve Angry Men mm. or My Cousin Vinny, something like that. Yeah, but you know they're having- not
0: going to give Kyle Rittenhouse a fair shake. I mean, if Hollywood <laughs> takes this, yeah, nah, it's not going to well, happen.
5: Well, maybe there might be one intellectually honest guy in Hollywood that might want to do it. I mean, because <laughs> like I said, your audience is well-to-do. But let me just say this. If, if, if they do, they should cast it like this. Robert Downey Jr. should be Prosecutor Binger because he'd be awesome at it. And then I think Christian Bale, they could put some makeup on him like, like Dick Cheney in that movie – Get, put a little bit of meat around the middle, make him look older. He could be the defense attorney. He'd be knocking out of the park, dude. And then the Who? judge. Oh, the judge is my favorite. He, he, he would be my favorite character, dude. He, he, they could cast, cast Anthony Hopkins – or Sir Michael Kane to play the judge. Who would Mila?
3: Who would Mila Jozevich play?
2: <laughs> I, I have to say that the judge did make some interesting uh, remarks during the trial. And were I, you watching? I, it? I didn't watch the trial. Oh, okay, but I I definitely was like, I mean, I don't know how you could have avoided it. Everybody was talking about it. But there were just various remarks. Like he he got upset at the prosecutor at one point, one or maybe more yeah. than one point. And so there yeah, definitely were some character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely sounded like it. Interesting, Turd. Anything yeah, I, else you
0: want to share?
5: Well, I uh, okay. Um, I don't know. I just I would just want to say that I think I think it was a great trial. I think it was highly entertaining. It was highly story driven, very cinematic, and please somebody in Hollywood make a movie out of this
0: it'll All be right. awesome. Turd Ferguson, thanks for the call tonight man, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you want to weigh in on uh, Kyle Rittenhouse we, we got a lot of discussion in on Thursday nights. so if, you've been, if you're if you interested in hearing you know, opinions from this show about the Rittenhouse trial, the Thursday night shows are where it got discussed I think more often than, than any other because Matt, our Thursday night co-host, has been watching minute to minute uh, basically watching the whole thing so if you want to weigh in though, you're certainly welcome to join us here, 603 6160 i mean when you guys heard about the verdicts today were you surprised not guilty on all counts i, I, wasn't, I was surprised i wasn't you know that's a good question i mean it, it seemed, took them four days right, to figure it out it, it
2: seemed like there was only one way this this you know uh the, the the jury could rule on this um so but i'm also i tend to be a bit of a pessim- i mean, I don't want to say i'm a bit of a pessimist but like the reality is most people get convicted right like yeah, it's easy to be so, a pessimist
0: about jurors right yeah right
2: so um but it did seem to me like a case where like he clearly wasn't guilty mm. and no matter how how much certain people you know wanted to you know say he's a killer and a murderer and everything it it was self-defense right um the thing I think that's going to be more interesting is to see what happens with the next trial because, it, which are you, what are you talking uh, about? Like J- uh, Jelaine Maxwell? No, or? no, no, no. I'm talking about his his next his next trial. I'm presuming I'm presuming here for a moment, but a lot of times when these sorts of cases don't go in the favor of the, um, you know, the prosecution, mm-hmm. the victims of the case uh, will or. Not the victims, but the families of the victims. I guess mm-hmm. will sue in civil court. Oh, so like happened with O. J. Simpson. Exactly like with mm-hmm. what happened with O. J. Simpson. So I suspect that this is not over. For I suspect Kyle. for Kyle, right? Mm. I suspect that he's going to have to face a uh. civil case, and in the civil case, it's more likely that he will lose because it's preponderance of evidence versus beyond a reasonable Whoa, doubt. Be terrible. So well, he could still end up with like a million dollar, you know, or maybe multi million dollar verdict and be put in the poorhouse, basically.
3: I was shocked that they ruled not guilty because I heard somebody on the radio on LRN.fm make a pretty good point. They said if if, um, the jury was going to say not guilty, they probably would have come out with it sooner because it was so obviously not guilty. Mm -hmm. And if they were going to say guilty, they might take a few days to discuss... Things like oh, first degree, second degree, and stuff like that. That's why I really thought it was going to be guilty, but and I, th- I thought that was a good point. But when I, they came out and said not guilty, I was like, oh wow, I yeah, was honestly shocked.
2: You know, you know what? I think it, it would have been more likely. I kind of figure probably that they would have convicted him on something, but not all. If mm-hmm. it's going to take multiple days, um, because multiple days kind of makes it sound seems like they're probably arguing back and forth. Yeah. yeah, and so it and and usually if that's the case, they're probably going to end up compromising, and some of them yes and some of them would be no so the fact hmm. that it ended up being no on all of them yeah surprising i, was yeah, shocked I think about that's that a little bit surprising too. i yeah. thought
3: they'd probably try to convict him on at yeah. least one thing
2: that's kind of what i was thinking too
0: probably like convict him on one or two things well like or you said though the evidence and, is pretty clear i mean right. anybody that saw the videos knows that this guy was clearly defending himself and on top of that weren't enough the one of the supposed victims who's actually his assailant the one that survived I uh, forget the dude's name, but he had like an earring or whatever. Uh, he was on the stand and he admitted under oath that he was raising his gun to shoot you know, presumably, right? That's the reason you raise a gun at somebody, or to you know, it make doesn't, think you're it doesn't to, even know. matter
2: whether or not you were doing it. You know, to to shoot somebody else. So the fact that you, you were doing right. it is he enough for that. the person to believe and defend yeah. themselves.
0: So he admitted that on the stand, and right. then, like the prosecutor put his head in his hand, like a face palm after that. Oh, did the because, prosecutor do that? Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did. Oh wow. So I, I didn't mean, hear about that. The fact that the you know the the assailant admitted he was an assailant. I mean, if that <laughs> didn't seal the deal, there right? was nothing else it could have. Uh, so kudos to the jury for actually doing the right thing in this particular case. You want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us, 603-283-6160, especially if you've got any updates from Kenosha. You know, what's, what are the streets like in uh, in Kenosha right now? Are there protests? It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283. 6160, That's 603-283-6160. What do you want to weigh in on the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict? All counts not guilty, according to the jury today. Initial news reports are saying that the protests have failed to materialize, although the, uh, the report that I was looking at was two hours old, and it's just now, you know, it's only been dark for an hour or so over in uh, in wisconsin at this point so if uh, there are protests they may still be waiting until you know night has fully fallen before they come out or maybe they won't come out at all in which case that'd be great i mean i don't i don't relish you know to see any property destruction i don't want to see people as was described last night by uh, magnus Pamvidia that uh, we read some of his posts about this people fighting people you know, the uh, the enemy is the state. And again, I don't believe in violence. I don't think violence is the answer or the solution to the state. That's the tool that the state uses. And the state wants you to fight with other people. They want you to believe that it's the other that is the problem. The other in- innocent individuals out there who might have a different political belief than you. They want us to fight with each other so they can control us all. Correct. And they would no- nothing would make the state people the government gangsters happier than seeing individuals quote unquote groups fighting in the streets over the trial, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse situation because it just gives the police the excuse that they need to come in there with tear gas and bombs and guns and armored personnel carriers and tanks and every you know all the toys that they can possibly get out arrest as many people as possible crack as many heads as possible that's what they get off on.
2: Yeah, they actually have dropped. I don't know if people remember this, but they have actually dropped bombs on on houses mm-hmm. and things in order to like target people. They're like sure. going after. Yeah, they had. They it's did that like in
0: Philly uh, back yep. in the seventies, was it? Yeah, yeah,
2: 80s? yeah. It's like, and you think like you think like, and, and I mean, obviously there was the tank during uh, the raids on here at the studio sure. um, in March, but. Yeah, it's um there's been other cases where they've actually dropped bombs. So, and they don't kill they don't care who
0: they kill. Sure. So, they only care about protecting their power. Yep. Uh, So, again, the number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to join us, you can uh, bring up anything. I said I was going to play the Hillary Clinton clip. Then coming up, the uh, Economic Freedom of North America. The study has come in. The numbers, I have to find out what year they're from. They usually trail by, like, two years. So even though this is uh, fresh, it's 2021 publication. I believe the numbers are probably a couple years old. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Looks like 2019. Uh, so they you know they don't take covid into uh, into account on this one yet. And we're going to have to wait until 2022 or 2023 before we really start to see those uh, those numbers. But we'll tell you more about that. I did say I was going to play the Hillary Clinton clip. So here she is. She's addressing what appears to be a uh, Bloomberg New Economy Forum. This is her quick clip with her weighing in. And
4: then one more area that I hope nation states start paying greater attention to is the rise of cryptocurrency. Because what looks like uh, a very interesting and and somewhat exotic uh, effort to uh, literally mine uh, new coins in order to trade with them has the potential for undermining uh, currencies, for undermining the
1: uh, uh, role of the
4: dollar as the reserve currency, for destabilizing nations, perhaps starting with small ones, but going
1: governments war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is a list of really excellent things. When she says destabilizing, yeah, as you say, Bonnie, the government is yeah. when, she, when she says nation, that's what she means. She doesn't mean the people. No. The people won't be destabilized by cryptocurrency. No. If anything, the reverse is true. We are more stabilized by the existence of cryptocurrency because
3: the dollar's gonna crash anyway, whether it's sooner right. or later.
0: Right.
2: So it's
3: not crypto's fault.
0: Right. Well now they have something to blame when it does.
3: Crypto is the cushion that people could land on, like gold and silver. Used that's, to be the only one.
0: Yeah, and that's what I say. It means that we are more stable. Because if you're holding cryptocurrency and the dollar is crashing, and it is, and it has been for, you know, ever uh, since they took, a, took away the gold standard. If you have cryptocurrency, then you're in a more stable position. In fact, you're growing in value over time, likely. I mean, there's no guarantees that that's going to continue. Obviously, Bitcoin's I mean, down 10%, it, but you know, over yeah, time, But how it's going much is up? the
2: dollar down? I mean, the dollar has lost significant, a significant value in the past year. And it never goes up.
3: Whenever I first started learning about crypto around the time I met you guys in October 2020, I really thought, oh, the point is number goes up. That's so cool. The number goes up. You get some, and then you get more because the number goes up. And I just really didn't understand at the time that the point... Is just to use something outside the, of their system, yeah. I don't and know. That they can't control. They can't control. Yeah,
2: I mean, one one of the reasons why it's good to use crypto and goldbacks and things of that nature is that when you use the U.S. dollar effectively, it gives them more, especially people outside the United States. It gives them more power, right? Because they can print more dollars, and they have more. Uh, the losses are effectively reduced from like their perspective. So. They they sort of have more money effectively is what it results in, and they can buy more goods. But if people around the world stop using the U.S. dollar, well, it would begin to collapse. So and it is collapsing. Yeah. So and the more people who use crypto and other you know other ho- hopefully non fiat currencies, um, but other currencies like you know goldbacks and things like that, the better.
0: Yeah. And that's what you know. That's why they, she's frustrated, right? right. Like she. She, she is, is the war machine. She, yeah, she is yeah. A, absolutely an example of the war machine. Um, and she is addressing this. And I don't know how many times Hillary Clinton's ever talked about Bitcoin before. This is the first clip I've ever seen. Yeah. But the fact that she has to say something <laughs> is a real indicator that it is really a threat, right? Yeah. Like if they're not talking about you, they're not talking about you. But if they're talking about you, there's a reason for it, and oh, the yeah. reason is you're a threat to their status quo. There's a few more seconds of this clip here. Go
4: much larger. So when we think about this new environment in which we find ourselves, that we've been discussing for the last uh, some. Um,
0: so that that's pretty much the end end of the clip there. So talking about the uh, the end of these nation states, uh, it's going to destabilize so-called nations, and nation is just code word for state. So it's going to destabilize the states of the world and not my problem. Honestly, yeah. i good. I'm looking that's, forward to it.
2: And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right? No, it's like, a great thing. It's when we have better solutions
0: that come along, right?
2: It shakes them to the core and gets rid of them all. Yeah. It, but it, it, basically it, it, it is to your benefit, right? Like people think the nation, you know, the nation or, or country collapsing is a bad thing, but not necessarily it. it. it it can sort of be bad if you're holding dollars.
3: If you're not preparing yourself, right,
2: and and you're not moving away from the thing that it's collapsing. The but-
3: signs have been around since I was a little kid. I remember hearing about a hedge against inflation when I was a little kid on like Fox News when they would only be talking about gold. Um, and you know the another crash is going to come like like what happened in two thousand eight. Another crash is going to come because the dollar's inflating. If I mean, people have had time to prepare. It's on yeah, you at this point. That's true.
2: It, and the and thing it's not is, too late. The thing is, like, even you know, stabilizing stabilizing has its uh, negative side too, right? Like, um, if if you look at like the Great Depression, for example, you know, it it recovered, and m- whenever you see those kind of depressions occur, they they recover. It's it's just part of a natural flow, and the government has kind of like reduce them to some degree but it's not necessarily a bad thing you just have to be prepared for it and take some responsibility for yourself and uh, the the sooner the sooner I think we do that the better you know as as just as a, a people you know
0: yeah the good news is you you've got time you know it's uh the sooner you can do something about it the better though so like as as soon as you can get into cryptocurrency or alternatives like gold or silver although honestly as much as i love gold and uh precious metals all you have to do is look at the last decade of uh, the gold price compared to bitcoin and it's like it's 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 not even a comparison
2: (laughs) so i you know it's it's interesting because you know it's kind of sounds a little crazy like what we're saying i think but at the same time if you ask like a traditional investor person they're basically going to tell you similar sorts of things you don't invest in dollars generally you invest in yep. things that go up in value so and mm-hmm. and this is kind of no different That's the same thing like you invest in bitcoin because it goes up in value right and the dollars Hopefully, we hope, know, hope decline yeah in value so right right exactly and 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 this is the thing the other thing they're going to tell you is diversify right um yes you know, Bitcoin go up, but what if it does go down? Well, you need you need to have something to fall back on that might be more stable and For sure. You know, maybe gold or silver or something or alt- like that coins. would
3: be Altcoins. Well, a lot of the times uh, when,
2: similar, when
0: Bitcoin though. goes up and down, yeah. the altcoins follow along. There are sometimes some that buck the trends, so yeah, it's yeah, always but like, interesting to see that.
3: If something happens to the only one that you're holding, and there's other I ones that nothing saying. happens. You're,
0: you're saying don't put all your crypto eggs in one basket. You should have more than just Bitcoin. Yeah, because like on.
3: nobody, our host, believes that Bitcoin is like somehow going to
0: collapse.
3: Like collapse.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's certainly. I don't think it's going to be number one forever. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Bitcoin's yeah. going to all of a sudden fall apart. Um, but yeah, you know, everybody's got their opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like the Model T, you know, the, the Ford, the first car or whatever, that that didn't stay on top forever, right? Like something came out that was better, and eventually the market realized that. And, and the market is somewhat irrational in the world of cryptocurrency. Oh, like definitely. Some things shouldn't be as popular as they are. I think markets
2: <laughs> in general are irrational, though, too. Yeah. So.
0: It takes time to shake those things out. Yeah. Uh, 603-283-6160, you can join us. And we got more coming up uh, with the Economic Freedom.
7: Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable, and no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup dot com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup dot com slash free class.
1: Free talk live.
0: join us. You got Hillary Clinton on the attack against cryptocurrencies. Of course, she is just one of the tips of a multi-pronged spear in an ongoing state assault on the world of cryptocurrency, and that's because they cannot just stand by and allow people to transfer wealth from the old system to a system that the feds And the governments of the world have no control over it. I really hate that.
3: Her bestie, Elizabeth Warren, said, we need to have a cop on the beat. And I just have always hated that. uh, The way she said that, it's so ugly.
0: So, by the way, it's uh, Ian, Bonnie, and Chris in the studio here tonight. We can talk more about crypto. Uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. But before we do that, I do want to go ahead and get the uh, the news out about the Fraser Institute coming out with another of their, I believe, yearly reports on the economic freedom of North America. And this is a detailed 106 page study so you want to dig into you know how they did all this and get into all the the dirty details you can do that um very very interesting stuff they look at all of north america so this isn't just the united states this also the rankings also include the canadian provinces and include the mexican states and they just they throw them all in together so wait is this is it, are you saying this New Hampshire's number one
2: number of one all of the regions that they've out of all at of North in America, North America. Mm-hmm. interesting
0: which suggests that New Hampshire might be number one in the whole world right like if 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 New Hampshire Ooh. is the number one most economically free of the entirety of North America, then if it were to be compared hmm. to every country on the planet, it would probably, if not be number one, be in the top five, right? Because the U.S. is arguably the, the most economically free place, or one of them. Now, there are some rankings that show it at around 20, so it's probably not number one. But if you if you factor out New York and and uh, New Jersey and <laughs> you know, all these things that really drag the United States down, and you just yeah. look at the top players you look at new hampshire you look at florida oh. it would be really interesting to see a worldwide ranking and see where new hampshire ended up on that we don't have that that doesn't exist but uh, but it would be very very now, interesting this is this is from like a
2: legal perspective right because obviously there's countries that don't have like effective law enforcement right Mm-hmm. Um, where you might be better off in some circumstances.
0: Uh, yeah, no, this does this does look at legal, legal like lack of regulation right, 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 right. and things like that. Right. Okay. Uh, property rights being sure. upheld in courts, mm-hmm. so okay. courts and things like that are factored in. Uh, there's there's different areas that they look at, obviously, to come up with these statistics. But overall, when they you know they broke down the numbers, New Hampshire number one, and I'm pulling up here the uh, the data set. Just to give you the the rest of, the, I'm not going to give it all to you. It's actually
2: kind of scary because, I, like, <laughs> New Hampshire is still like there's a lot of red tape and restrictions. Yeah. you know, um, well, it's not perfect, and I it's mean, it's New not
0: H- even just the state; it's like the federal level, right? So, sure, you know, and I don't know if I, I don't know how much uh, the federal restrictions come into play in this, mm. like as in they're bringing all the right. states down. So, New Hampshire, out of a potential score of ten points. So 10 being perfect, total economic freedom, no regulatory, you know, getting in the way of business. You don't have to fill out forms to start a business. You're not being taxed. Yeah. Yeah, That would have been a perfect 10. New Hampshire ranks at 8.23. Okay. So 8.23 out of 10. That's the highest score of all of the 50 states, Canadian provinces, Mexican states. You know, I, I will say, I will say one thing
2: about New Hampshire. It's, there's like red tape, like that's like if you don't comply there's no penalty right and i i this is just one of these things i found to be very very interesting about new hampshire it's it's like you know they want you to comply but like sometimes there's like situations where there's not actually any
0: enforcement or penalty for like not complying so number 2 florida is ranked at 8.17 Followed closely by Idaho at 8.16, and then there's a three-way tie for number four between South Carolina, Utah, and Wyoming. Uh, followed by Tennessee, Texas at number nine. Uh, Texas also three-way tie at number nine. So Texas is tied with Georgia and hmm. Indiana, and then uh, North Dakota and Nevada are after that tied for number twelve. For some reason, they're they're still they're incrementing. So when there's a tie, they increment the number from like, so like at number four, South Carolina, Utah, Wyoming, all were number four. And then mm. they have no five and no six, and then they go to seven for Montana. So I'm mm. not sure why they're doing it that way, but that's the way they're doing it. Uh, and so that that rounds out your top 10 there, and then we want to go down to see which is the least economically free U.S. state. Uh, you guys want to take a guess? New York. California or New York? Yeah, New York's probably number one. New York is a pretty good, safe guess, but surprisingly... New Jersey? No. It's one you're probably not going to guess. Really? But Hawaii? Hawaii's in the bottom five. Hawaii yeah. ranked at number 49. Uh, and remember, this is this is not, not 49 out of 50. This is 49 out of, All of the, dozens and yeah. dozens. Oh, right, right, right. So... Uh,
3: Washington State.
0: So, uh, Hawaii at number 49, Rhode Island at number 50, New York Whoa. at number 51, and Delaware ranking as the lowest, the worst of all of the 50 states, which is interesting because a lot of people like register corporations in Delaware. Yeah. You, you know, I would think that they would be doing better than that. But, well, I heard not. that
3: uh, Delaware doesn't like it's good for nonprofits, like registering a nonprofit because, like, you don't need as much prove that you're a nonprofit, something like that
0: could be there are a lot of people that register all kinds of corporations in delaware for whatever reason their corporate law is just more accessible from from what i understand so that may be the reason why some people do uh nonprofits there but yeah delaware uh the lowest ranking u.s state so there's actually some canadian provinces that rank higher than delaware including ontario british columbia and uh and alberta hey, isn't it isn't it that Del- delaware has a low corporate tax
2: could be. I think that's the that
0: reason the why yeah, why people
2: uh, register corporations in Delaware. But yeah. not much economic
0: yeah. freedom, I guess overall. If they can't yeah. beat New York, so Delaware, by the way, scoring seven point seven nine. Uh, and again, all of the uh, the Mexican states are on the lowest part of this chart, with the freest of all the Mexican states being Baja California at six point six five. And uh, interestingly, Alberta, Canada, once again, is the strongest, most economically free Canadian state. It ranks in at number 33 on the chart. So still not as free as most of the American states, but more free than Yeah, more free than like almost half of uh, the American states. Alberta, Canada is way, way further up the charts than uh, than British Columbia.
2: I I wouldn't have expected Canada or the i want to say states of canada it's not i think they uh, provinces of canada yeah um the provinces of canada would be mm, i would think they would be they would be not as economically free Me just too. The, because just because it tends to be more you know like left socialist kind of sure. uh
0: but
3: so there you go and i i'm surprised that mexico is uh less free than all of the u.s states it's kind of crazy is that what you said that
0: surprises you i mean mexico is not known as as a free place yeah but yeah. still
3: like new york city i don't
0: know it's 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 free for the rich gringos that want to go down there and you know live in retirement in a gated community you know they get left alone for I the mean, most part. But, just
3: out of curiosity what's if you're the, the mexican least... people you're not free down what's there, the least free of every single thing on this uh chart mexico city mexico city mm-hmm. huh. Huh.
0: Yeah. that's interesting that's like where everything is yeah. yeah. It is uh scored at a five point six three and it is ranked at number ninety two. Worst of hmm. North America. Now remember this is not including the rest of Central America. It doesn't include, you know, uh right. Costa Rica or anything like that. No, so, but that would be Central America now. Yeah. So just North Mexico America. and uh Canada and the US. Uh, if you want to join us here, six oh three two eight three sixty one sixty. So congratulations to New Hampshire. Once again, the most economically free, and hopefully we're gonna see the distance increasing. Yeah. Meaning that there's going to be, I, I'm i going to predict there's going to be an increasing gap between New Hampshire and Florida. It might not be next year, it might not be the year after that, but five years down the we road, should, I think you're going to we see. We should all it. give ourselves
2: yeah. pats on the back for the,
0: <laughs> the wrenching. <Well>, <laughs> I want to pat the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance on the back. Yeah, especially they're the ones them. the doing the grunt work. Absolutely. And the uh, the state reps, the freedom-loving state reps here in New Hampshire that are really setting the state apart and making it even better over time. It's, it's slow. The political process is frustrating. Oh, very. But, man, good thing they're out there doing it. And there's more people moving here all the time. There's more coming up. Join us. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Control of the Airways here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. We were just telling you a little bit about the, uh, the new survey, not survey, study uh, from the Fraser Institute on the economic freedom of North America. And Fraser does, I think, a couple of other ones. I think they do economic freedom of the world as well. So I have to look and see if maybe they're going to put. Uh, one of those out soon because these do tend to come out every single year and they're always interesting to see you know what the rankings are out there on economic freedom now also you know as liberty-minded folks we do care about personal freedom as well and so there just aren't as many metrics out there there aren't as many uh you know studies done on personal freedom worldwide unfortunately Uh, but there is the freedom in the 50 states and that one is done on a I think yearly or every other year by by yearly basis. And I'll have to check and see when the last one was that they uh, they came out with. But they actually you can break it down. So they give you an overall score for all of the United States. and according to their numbers, New Hampshire is number two overall. So that includes, financial freedom that includes personal freedom that includes all these different categories they got to break down everything from victimless crimes to marriage freedom to land ownership and Who's who's number 1 is that Florida Florida according I, to this. I that see that one always just
2: I, I'm sorry, I, I can't buy that one. Like, like this is this is the thing that like makes me question these uh, indexes, right? Like, yeah, you'll,
3: you'll go to jail for life for like marijuana in Florida, but somehow they're freer a than New ton Hampshire.
2: Of like anti freedom laws in w- in uh, Florida. That's I why just, I just don't. I just what are they looking at as far as like like what are they basing this this freedom index on? I
3: was just telling Ian today about a story. Chris, you, I, and Captain. Uh, Covered one time that was about a guy who was getting (laughs) the UPS was working with the feds uh, or the government. I don't know if it was the feds to deliver a package of uh, marijuana to him. He just signed off for it, left it in his house and went to work and his house. Got raided. He you know, he didn't even have there was no proof that he knew it was in the box or anything. He just.
0: And this is Florida, you're saying?
3: Yeah, got a, a box delivered to him. He signed for it. Left, didn't open it. Left it in his house.
0: Yeah, didn't even know what it was.
3: And went to work, and then he went to jail for that.
2: Yeah, well, it, it seems it seems insane, right? Like, like you, I mean. If you sign for a package until you open it, you don't even know what it is. Right. So how can they then prosecute you for what was in the package? It's you... Ridiculous. Or raid your house for yeah, like
3: to accepting a box of drugs that like, they gave you.
2: Right. It's like it's like planting you know planting evidence on somebody and then being
0: like, look what he has.
3: But but just doing it as part of the process openly.
0: Right. Like. Yeah, what they did with uh, the Freedom in the 50 States, at one point they changed how they calculated the numbers. Oh,
2: I remember that. A couple years ago,
0: right? Yeah, and I can't explain to you what the change was, but they made some sort of change, and that pushed Florida up the rankings. Hmm. Um, And I agree with you. I mean, having lived in Florida for 26 years of my life, I can say that unequivocally it's a police state, and Hmm. the, the government there is humongous, and you have no chance of changing it unlike here in new hampshire where the government is much smaller it is accessible you can get in there and you can you can actually work to change it and that's that's what we're talking about in the first hour of the show but the reason i wanted to bring up the freedom in the 50 states which i don't believe has been updated for this year with new numbers so i think it's probably a year or so old at this point but uh is because texas ranks at number 50 in personal freedoms where new hampshire ranks at number five in personal freedoms on the freedom in the 50 states uh, chart so you got texas ranking in on the fraser institute's economic freedom index at number nine for economic freedoms so there's a huge gulf in texas between the freedom to run a business which you you know pretty good in texas all things considered but then, like, personal freedoms basically don't exist in
2: it's, Texas. It's yeah. number 50.
0: Number 50. Yeah. Oh uh, you're from
2: Texas, right? You can tell us all about that.
3: <laughs> I just kind of. Partied when I lived in Texas.
1: <laughs> I didn't, didn't pay, pay attention, attention to, to any, of, any other... of
3: that stuff. Seriously, mm-hmm. I didn't know who the governor was until 2020, and people started talking about Governor Abbott. I was like, wow. really? That's my friend's last name.
1: I,
2: I have to, I have to forgive you because uh, I honestly didn't care about New Jersey politics either. Yeah, it was you so can't bad. Blame like, anybody.
0: It's like you can't change it, I, so.
2: especially, especially when you're all alone. It's like right. you yeah. can't do anything about it. There's, there's like, and I guess I mean, okay, I guess I was a little bit like, sort of like active politically, but not like it was more like, okay, I'm gonna give a donation to, you know, the New Jersey ACLU right. or you never like went that. to the state it's, house right. it's like, I, testified. Right, exactly. It's like, what can I do? What can I do as far as, like, yeah. activism? There's nobody Nothing. to protest with me. There's nobody to... It. There's a one-man protest. Usually doesn't
0: get you very far. It might get you in jail. Yeah, uh, that's about Jersey. it. Look at uh, N.J. Weedman, for example. Right. So, you know, if you want to see... If you're in one of these places like New Jersey or, you know, Florida or Texas or whatever where you have no chance of changing things in a more liberty-oriented direction... If you can see yourself in New Hampshire at some point, the best thing you can do is prepare for that. Is to, you know, get yourself as wealthy as you can, you know, earn as much money as, as you can, put it away, buy cryptocurrency, get, you know, put put your money into something valuable. That way, when you're finally ready to make the move, and hopefully that will be sooner rather than later, you've got some, you know, something that you can fall back on. You've, you've got some rainy day money uh, in case you don't you know, get a job right away or whatever. Although right now, if you throw I was a rock... Thinking, I was thinking something to live off once you move here. But right now, if you throw a rock, you're going to hit 20 jobs. So, I mean, if you're yeah. looking for work, uh, really, honestly, right I now mean, is the best time to get to New Hampshire. If you, if you can't find work in New Hampshire right now... I mean, you probably
2: aren't employed still. anyway.
0: If, if if you're not finding work, you're not yeah. even going out. You're not doing anything because it's everywhere. Yeah, it's I mean, every, it's literally it's,
2: everywhere. They're yeah, I mean, they're literally businesses that are closed. You know, like some days they're closed because like, they don't have enough people. Yeah, repeat. Like I went yeah. to um, uh, this is this is a corporate, uh, and, and, and mind you, this is not a place that's going to pay that well nowadays. They might pay well, but mm-hmm. um, I went to uh, what was it uh. Uh, Wendy's yesterday, and they closed. It was like 10 o'clock, and they closed at 9. Wow, that's amazing. They usually open till 11 here, and they closed at 9.
3: I mean, that's in shocking. most places, Wendy's open until at least one a.m. Two in the morning, yeah. if not like twenty-four seven. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's—I mean, before 2020, I think that's the way it was here. It used to be like two or three in the morning they closed. Yep, yep. Uh. Yeah. I do. I believe it was like one or two in the morning they used to close in mm-hmm. Keene. Um. But not anymore. And it's it's uh, the situation is is getting pretty bad. Like there's there's restaurants that aren't even open. Like they close like multiple days during the mm-hmm. week because they just don't have the staff. Um. It's you know, and it's not it's not. Everybody is hiring. It's not just restaurants, yeah. right? So, like, you know, you might be thinking
0: manufacturing. Well, you name it.
2: I go. I'm, I'll move to New Hampshire, but I won't be able to find a good job. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You can find a good job, and the low pay jobs are no longer low pay anymore.
3: Yeah, we just saw that at the grocery store, Aldi's. Uh, they're doing like a month long two dollar pay increase for the holidays. And it's already like $15 an
2: hour. Yeah. And it's funny because like minimum wage is the lowest, I think, uh, I think New Hampshire has the lowest minimum wage, but yet like mm-hmm. it's never actually like nobody actually gets paid $7.25 an hour. Um, it's, you're probably looking at twice that. And especially a couple of years ago, um, it was, if you, if you compared it to like the cost of living, you actually were able to live off of it. Um, at least as like a single a single guy. Uh, now, if you had a family, that might be a challenge. But presumably, if you have a
0: family, you probably have a partner, and then you know your weight, you know your money doubles too. So, by the way, uh, the numbers are out for the Economic Freedom Ranking globally, according to the Fraser Institute. You guys want to take a guess at the lowest ranked country of the entire planet? Mexico. North Korea. We'll continue here in <laughs> moments and we'll give you the uh, the top countries as well. You can share your thoughts with us coming up on Free Talk Live.
3: Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the liberty movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire and Mark help with financing too invest in liberty and property mark warden can help
1: Porcupine Real Estate.com.
0: free talk Live, open phone number is 603 That's 603 6160 And I was just looking further at the uh, Economic Freedom Index here from the Fraser Institute. Their website's uh, interesting. It's got one of those interactive maps where you can see colors of, you know, all the different nations and the different states and all that. And, you know, the re- relative colors is, you know, the. Uh, indicates how free they are. So, like, light blue is the the most free, red is the, the least free, and then there's some colors in between that. And I was looking at the North American numbers here, and I was confused because New Hampshire was still ranked number one, but Tennessee was ranked as number two. And I we had just read through the list, and it was Florida uh, that was number two on the... Tennessee uh,
3: makes more sense to me. Tennessee on- is seems pretty fl- free from the times I've driven through it.
0: Yeah. And so what? I, mm. what's confusing here is. Oh, OK. So. What they've got on their site is under North America, there's four different maps. There's one for the U.S. states, one for the Canadian provinces, one for the Mexican states, and then one for all of North America. So what I was reading to you was the entirety of all government data set of north america so it's it includes all of the provinces from canada the u.s states the mexican states includes the effect on economic freedom of all levels of government federal state provincial and local so we were wondering about that yeah yeah did it factor in the federal government into the numbers it does however the u.s states data set Does not measure the effect of federal actions on economic freedom. And when you factor out the federal government, Mm. Florida drops on the list of economic freedom and Tennessee rises on the list.
3: What do you mean factor out? Like you're not considering? They're
0: not considering the federal government's interference in any way, shape or form Mm. on whatever the state rules are. So Just focusing on the states. Right. Then they're only look Right. So U.S. states only looks at state and local. So it would factor in local regulations as well, like in Miami or in, you know, Manchester mm. or, or whatever.
3: In New York. I mean, New Hampshire stays number one.
0: New Hampshire stays number one with a 7.83 out of 10. And uh, Tennessee at number two at 7.82. Florida at 7.78 at number three. F- uh, Texas rises on that at number four. So it was number nine after the uh, federal government got involved. So that means the federal government is actually preventing some levels of freedom in in Texas that they otherwise have without the federal government. Uh, but Virginia, how is the
3: federal government making Florida more free?
0: It must be some sort of subsidy or something. I'm not
2: sure. Maybe I, I don't there's know what. A- Prohibition at the federal level on certain laws that they have, yeah, because you can pass a law that's unconstitutional, and so maybe the feds, I don't know, something like that. I
0: imagine that it explains that in greater detail in the hundred and something pages yeah. of the of the study, but it's just interesting looking at how this kind of shakes out. Uh, so the top ten, when you don't include the federal government, number one at New Hampshire, two Tennessee, Florida at three, Texas at four, Virginia at number five, Georgia, South Dakota idaho north dakota and north uh, north carolina we go all the way down to the least free states and then new york is number 50 (laughs) so delaware was the least free when factoring in federal government interference new york at a 4.33 out of 10 uh, on this chart followed by california and then our next door neighbor vermont at number 48 Hmm. so huge difference between uh, new hampshire and vermont you've got a major Hmm. contrast there which, of course, is only going to become more stark as more of the socialists leave New Hampshire and move into places like New York and, and Vermont and California over the years. I think we're going to see that happening. We're already seeing a lot of the people who are on the left expressing f- serious frustrations with living here. They hate the oh, fact yeah. that the free staters are winning. They hate the fact that liberty is it appears to be on the rise in New Hampshire. It's a slow process, but it is happening And, you know, they don't have to move that far to get to a socialist paradise. It's literally an hour to the West. You know, it's not that you don't have to go all the way to New York, even just go to Vermont. You'll (laughs) be happier there. Not even an hour for us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, New Mexico, West Virginia, number 47, New Mexico at 46, followed by Oregon, Hawaii, Maine, Delaware and Rhode Island. Bottom uh, the bottom 10 there for you. So I had said that I pulled up the, uh, the economic freedom of the world. We'll tell you about that in just a moment. But something that uh, Intercoin is looking to do is help free the world. They've got a pretty big vision over at intercoin.org. You can go there to learn more about what they're looking to do. They've launched their investor token worldwide, and uh, for the first time, it's available on a centralized exchange as well as a decentralized exchange. You can go to xmarkets.com, that's exmarkets.com, and register with just an email address, and you keep your privacy intact if you do that. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether on the exchange, and then use your Tether to buy ITR, the Intercoin Investor Token. And uh, they're saying that Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own tokens. So if you want to learn more about Intercoin, get on over to intercoin.org. Again, you can get it at exmarkets.com, exmarkets.com, there's also a link over at intercoin.org to their Uniswap page. So if you want to do it decentralized, you can do it through Uniswap. Get the ITR token and you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. So Fraser Institute, the same uh, folks that did the economic freedom of North America, they also do the economic freedom rankings for the entire planet Do you guys want to take a guess at the most economically free country in the world? It's not the United States.
3: United Emirates. I'll
0: have to look for that one. It's not in the top ten.
3: Wait, you said economically, right? Correct. Hong Kong?
2: That's an interesting question. Hong Kong. She got it. I'm wondering, I'm kind of curious, like, what are they basing the economic, like, I'm always curious, like, what is the basis for this but we don't. Well, they there's don't, a
0: 282 page study where if you want yeah. to, well, this is, what, read but that's what it. I mean, right? Like, yeah. is
2: there a summary of that somewhere that I can like get an idea? Um, like, what are they taking into consideration?
0: Yeah, they do have uh, like an executive summary here, and let me see if I can if I can pull that up for you. But they look at various different aspects of economic freedom, everything from you know the right to own property, whether the courts are going to protect you know your rights regulatory uh pressures on business Mm. these are some of the things i can just remember from having looked at this in the past Uh, but here's a breakdown according to the economic uh, this is the very beginning right where they give you the 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 uh, the summary uh so they look at the size of government that's one thing they look at the legal system and property rights so again Mm. do the courts actually enforce property rights uh the question of sound money which of course no government has sound money so i'm not sure how they're scoring that they uh, and then they break it down even further. So like under sound well, money, sound money might be like: is there hyperinflation or is
2: there yeah. not hyperinflation? Yep, right. <laughs> how
3: much are they printing their crap right, right. money?
2: Yeah, they've got yeah. four.
0: They've actually got four. They give you a more further breakdown sure. if you want that. So under sound money, they look at money growth, standard deviation of inflation, inflation as in how much per year, and uh, freedom to own foreign currency bank accounts. Those are the four different things for sound money. Uh, the fourth category is the freedom to trade internationally so can you do business with somebody on another hmm. you know plot of land somewhere and then finally number 5 is regulation and now under these again there's different subcategories so under regulation they look at credit market regulations labor market regulations and business regulations then they have subcategories under all of those subcategories so does that give you some idea? Yeah, I think
2: I, I think it does. Um, and those are all things that I can understand, especially as like a business owner right. who, you know, trades, you know, quote unquote, internationally. Um, I can definitely, there's definitely some countries that are better and than others. Yeah. I mean, you talk, I mean, look at Brazil. Brazil is one of the worst countries. Try to ship something to Brazil. You'll be paying twice as much for it at the time by the point that it's, it's actually probably more than twice that because... If you have a hundred dollar item in, in, in uh in the United States, right? If you ship it to Brazil, it'll end up being $200. But the Mm. seller is going to mark that up maybe 100% or 20% or whatever it is. But the point is, it might double from there. So you might see something that's three or four times more expensive in in, uh, Brazil than you would in the United States. because Brazil's in the
0: bottom 50 at 109 out of 165. So not the worst, but not great. (laughs) Uh, That doesn't surprise me. Uh, You mentioned the UAE, Bonnie. That is number 68 Uh, in the world. Number one, Hong Kong. Still the most economically free, even though China took it over... More than two decades ago at this point, and it's, it's uh, probably going to be changing. Personal freedoms, on the other hand, not so great. Yeah, more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us. Just dial in here at 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. We're talking about the World Economic Freedom Rankings. It's something that we've been discussing over the years here on Free Talk Live. We like to look at all the different studies that come out. It's not just Fraser Institute. There's another one, I think, Freedom of the World, I believe, or Economic. I
3: think it's Freedom of the 50 States
0: that's a different study that only looks at the 50 states i'm speaking (laughs) specifically of uh, the economic freedom of the world in this case and there are other studies i believe there's one called freetheworld.org i believe they do their own study and there might be a third but i'm not remembering offhand uh, who does that one but fraser institute puts this one together and it was actually just released uh just within the last couple months so the data comes from 2019 so keep in mind this data does not factor in covid restrictions and it's going to be really interesting to look at 2020's data coming up next year so it's going to be a year before we see I, it i wonder especially 2021
2: yeah it'll be interesting i'm wondering what they're going to do with regards to that like because they could the whole world's going to go down well, i mean the overall freedom is just going yeah, to Yeah go it's it's interesting well i'm just i'm just wondering like i could see I could see them, like, excluding it or excluding it – I don't know, somehow excluding the restrictions mm. because they're temporary. They
0: they're not, though. No um, government program is ever temporary.
2: Yeah, I know. I I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, would think Fraser Institute would know. You know, they're a conservative think I mean, tank. Generally, I think you're right about that. But, I mean, there are, like, places that don't require masks that did require masks. So, I don't know, like – I don't think I don't necessarily know that it's there. Are, I think there are still some small things
0: that like. Well, I think masks would be probably personal
2: freedom. No, 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 no I, I know I, I agree with you. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, like I agree. It's 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 a personal freedom. It's like, but it, it's still similar. Like in terms of what, like what we're talking about. But so.
0: still, to force a business to yeah. require masks is a question of economic freedom because then they mm-hmm. don't. Be, that's true. You know, get to decide what's right for their customers or
3: their business. Know,
2: yeah. Right, business. and a lot of those restrictions though are. They've gone away already, at least, I mean, not everywhere in the world, yeah. but at least in some places. As
0: I say, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out for the 2020 and 2021 versions. And again, these numbers are two years behind.
3: It would be interesting to actually like just read that study. Well, I probably wouldn't be like reading that. Like I said, there's
0: 280 pages uh, here that you can read through, and they really break it down for you. Uh, but just to go and look at the World Economic Freedom, they got a cool little map here on the Fraser Institute's website. Hong Kong still at number one here on uh, on this rankings. The lo- As long as we've been looking at these studies, which has been almost the whole time we've been doing Free Talk Live, Hong Kong has been the most economically free place on the planet. And a lot of people figured that after China took it back over, and I think it was 1997 when the British, their lease ran out basically, and China took uh, Hong Kong back over, a lot of people thought that uh, China was going to crack down. On uh, economic freedoms there, and I guess they haven't so yet. I, surprisingly. Okay, so there is a
2: period of transition where they've promised mm-hmm. not to interfere. Yeah. So how long
0: does that last?
2: I I mean I think they've started to crack down on personal freedoms, but oh, I don't. yeah. I don't think the the economic freedoms they're still like they've got to keep a hands off for a little while longer. So, I, I don't know. I think that's going to change at some point.
0: People have been saying that for a long time, though, and it, and it hasn't happened. It,
2: well, yet. I mean, again, there's a 50-year period, though, so they, they can't rush. I mean, I guess they could rush into it, and they are on the free, personal freedom front. But Yeah, I was reading what an article.
3: What is that? The 50-year period? There was, like, an agreement that they wouldn't mess with Hong Kong for 50 years? Yeah, was it 50 years I don't know. from 2000? That's, that's I think the first it,
2: I've heard of it. I think it. it transitioned in 2000 or so. And so, in 2050, basically, China will fully take it over as opposed mm-hmm. to now they're it's part of China but they're not
0: in control even though they kind of have puppets
3: weird
0: <laughs> yeah it's not a good situation for the people that care about freedom in uh, in Hong Kong i was reading a story recently a guy is being charged by the chinese mainland for yeah. secession yeah, this so is, for advocating for secession right. he's now facing criminal charges,
2: and he
3: lives in Hong Kong.
0: Yes,
2: yeah, and this is the whole puppet thing, right? It's like a puppet government, but they mm. haven't like <laughs> they haven't completely taken over. So, but they can we're, charge we're, people. Sure. Well, that's that's exactly the point. It's like wow. they've got a puppet government, so they can do things, but they're not. So it's like, but they're not because if they do too much, then it's obvious that they're violating the agreement that they had. And that is, I don't know. I guess that wouldn't look good, so on yeah. the national, the international stage. So they're not doing it. Well, but... plus the
0: the other thing is, you know, do they want to kill the golden goose? I mean, you've essentially got yeah. the world's most economically free place. Well, and I think that's that one of the fears, That can generate right? revenue, right? Like if you have, from a government's perspective, if you cannot regulate the hell out of business, but yet tax them you can get good amount of revenue out of that right yeah
2: and it's actually interesting because is, uh, china has actually set up many 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 economic zones and I, economic freedom uh zones. economic freedom zones yeah um, mm-hmm. effectively and basically because their their own system doesn't work yeah. uh they've set up you know these freer economic areas and they've i, I don't know if they copied hong kong or uh, i don't it, hong kong it may have be may have been a basis for their other zones mm. um, anyway but They didn't actually have control of Hong Kong. I think when they first started doing it, Uh, there that might there might be a. I don't know if that the whole that's like a city, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that I don't know enough about China honestly Mm -hmm. to like to to go into too much more detail than why. Just generalizations here. But. Well, we are streaming now yeah. on some
0: Chinese <laughs> uh, video streaming service. Actually, no. Are we on Chinese ones? No, we're on a Korean one. I don't think we...
3: I, I thought we did make it, it on that Chinese one that you were p- taking the test for.
0: Yeah, the one I took the test for, I, I haven't gotten like the final approval hmm. yet or whatever. So no, I don't think we're actually on the Chinese ones. Well... One of the ones we were on... If there's uh, an application, that's going to be denied. Well, yeah, so we, we were on one of them, and they booted us off uh-huh. because uh, you're not allowed to actually even talk about politics on yeah. the Chinese oh, wow! You certainly aren't allowed to advocate going against the state.
3: You're not allowed to talk bad about religion either.
0: That's true. Or you're not allowed to talk about
3: religion. Oh, yeah, about religion. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: it's, yeah. like, isn't
2: religion banned in China?
3: I don't know about that
2: kind of
3: i know I that think. they i was li- listening to something recently and i really don't know much about china at all i'm never like looking into it at all but i this seemed interesting me, to me and i uh saw this thing about how over like a hundred years china the government um pushed down confucianism confucianism how do you i don't know how you confucianism I guess so. I think. They pushed yeah, it down, they <laughs> they made it unpopular, and mm-hmm. they made it look like it's just like an old person's old-timey idea, just so they can uh, create a new version of Confucianism that's nothing One like that it used to be. glorifies the state. Yeah, that glorifies yeah. the state.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: So, uh, number two on this list is the same old number two, Singapore. Uh, still at a solid number two, most economically free. Again, not known for personal freedoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to get arrested if you spit out gum on the sidewalk, <laughs> uh, which... You you can see me cringing here in the studio if you're watching the video feed. Uh, New it's- Zealand at num- New Zealand at number three again. Not uh, a good place to be if you don't want to be on lockdown these days.
2: If but- you
3: can't drive to the next town over and buy a KFC, then I can't see how they <laughs> per- personal number freedom. Three.
2: Personal freedom is definitely going away in New Zealand. But like, that's yeah. even
3: economic. You can't spend your that's money freedom, at yeah. the restaurant well, in the town over from you.
0: That's the thing. A lot of things that are ranked as personal freedoms are, if you think about them, economic freedoms. Right? Like your freedom to do drugs means your. Freedom freedom to buy them somewhere right so like a classic kind of personal freedom issue of the right to put what you want in your own body is also ultimately a, an economic freedom because somebody has to have the right to sell that to you or should you know yeah yeah new zealand
2: uh definitely came down hard on with with the uh, covid and then they cra- you know crackdown wise and then they
0: also cracked down on uh, guns if you mm-hmm. recall mm.
1: uh
0: going on here number five the nation of georgia sorry i skipped four which is switzerland uh, the nation of georgia at number five and the united states coming in at number six on the list having dropped down from the previous year it was uh, scored this year 8.24 out of 10 while the number one hong kong scoring an 8.91 out of 10 so we take you from there to the very bottom of the pack, the bottom of the barrel. And uh, Chris, you want to take a guess at the lowest ranked of all it's of the countries? it be North Korea. Well, the thing is, North Korea doesn't show is it up on this list. It's not even on the list, list. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad because basically you can't get any information out of North Korea. Right. There's. There's. It's a total police state it's a it's like a prison colony right right right? right. like you can't just fly into north korea and walk off a plane and show a passport like it's it's totally controlled they don't let any information out that doesn't go through the government right so whatever numbers they're publishing you know they're just made up the statistics yeah yeah. so you can't trust a thing that they say so yeah north korea is not on the list so excluding north korea what do you think the lowest ranked economic freedom <sighs> See, of the, the world See the
2: problem the problem is that like a lot of these countries are that are like at the very bottom of the list probably are so bad are so bad that yeah. it's like I, But this I don't one even is know. actually
0: worse. It's fi- like 50% worse. Like
3: Then the second to last one. Yeah. The little bar next to it is like 50% as small.
0: I don't know. I don't Not know. quite 50%, but yeah, like a third a third worse. I don't it's know. Venezuela. It's Venezuela. Is it really yeah. with a 2.83 out of 10, the next least free is the Sudan with 4.19. So not quite twice. Yeah, I could definitely the see Sudan score. being down on that list. More coming up here. Hour 3 is on the way.
6: Free Talk Live This Free
1: Talk Live
0: Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. a Whether you want to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, found not guilty on all counts earlier today, or you want to weigh in on the economic freedom rankings on the planet, we've been going over those over the last couple of segments. There's also other stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, Chris, you've got a story about stable coins and government regulations of those things. And uh, Bonnie, you have a story about a cursing siren that has been, uh, I guess, being developed to alert people and punish them, perhaps, for saying dirty things. I don't think
3: it's cursing, only it's offensive language. So who knows what that means. We could get into it.
2: Yeah, I would like to get into that. I I just feel like I want one of these sirens or yeah. I want to go into a place with one of these sirens so I can be as offensive as possible. Like You think the siren <laughs> would make you more offensive? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. So what I'm imagining maybe nothing like what they're talking about, but I'm imagining like some sort of siren, like really loud siren, like going into a restaurant or a school or you know a university or something, and like if you're offensive to somebody, you say something offensive, you know, uh, then the siren goes off. That's like, I believe
0: what she's talking about. I haven't heard yep. the story yet. But <laughs> is that really, Bonnie, do you want to share? Uh, where is this coming from? And and what's going coming on?
3: from blaze dot com, which is apparently like Glenn Beck's.
0: I think he started it. I don't know if he sold it off at this point, but uh, you might be right.
3: Um, Blaring automatic trigger warning siren used in classrooms and universities sounds alarm when it detects offensive language. A new trigger warning detector called Themis is being tested in classrooms and universities, according to a recent report from the Daily Mail. What are the details? Zaina Issa, the innovator behind Themis recently debuted the device at Dubai Design Week and explained that she named the system after Themis, the Greek goddess of social order and justice. (laughs) Okay. The Daily Mail reported that some people are testing the device in classrooms and universities, as well as in more intimate home-based situations. Oh my God, in your home.
0: Why would you need it in your home? I guess like if you're not around your kids and you want to make sure that Hmm. they're not cursing in your absence, you could put this this guardian in place and it would keep track. I mean, that just seems kind of weird. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, of course it seems weird. I mean, we care about privacy and freedom. And it, so this is I anathema. Mean, to even that. discarding that, like having a, like, Some sort of like device that makes noise when you're offensive going off in your house? Well, just think about it. It's the next level of Elf on the Shelf, right? The idea of having some sort of a digital device, keeping an eye on your kids when you're not home. This is now not only watching them, but it's also listening to them. And it's enforcing your rules in your absence, basically. Elf
3: on a Shelf? I thought that was just like a... A Christmas game with like a doll.
0: Oh, I thought it was like a camera that you uh, like spy on Maybe like the, have... the babysitter or something like that. Am I wrong about that?
3: Elf on the Shelf is like a game with a, just a doll, like a regular doll, where you would hide the doll somewhere in the house and the kids have to find it during Christmas.
0: Okay. I thought it was one of those babysitter monitor device things. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
3: Sounds I know what like you're a t- name for one.
0: Those things exist. Yeah, they're like, yeah. they do exist. They're like nanny
3: cams. they like a teddy bear with yeah.
0: Nanny cam, that was the term. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Says, According to the report, the device is fairly small, lamp-sized, and is intended to moderate unsavory or possibly offending discussion in classrooms and universities in order to manifest political correctness around conversation. Isa told the Telegraph that such things as racial terms, offensive jokes, wait, just racial terms? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's, offensive, I totally
0: would believe they would do that here.
3: Offensive jokes and remarks about body image trigger the device, which emits extremely bothersome alarms that last approximately two minutes. Wow. I can't imagine me saying, Ian, I feel fat. And an alarm goes off for two minutes.
0: Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah, this is this is just, uh, uh, man, this is just crazy. This reminds me of a, um, I think it was like a conference where somebody was giving a presentation and people started they introduced themselves like so you're familiar with like people introducing themselves as a he or a she oh the pronouns Uh, yeah the pronouns right um they them well they've added uh z they've added things that were like just hilarious like i I think the one guy said uh i wear glasses and yeah like I have
0: a beard. Yeah, like, no, this was actually Like this is how they this. identified themselves. Yeah, 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 we played this. It was actually Microsoft. Yeah. They had uh presenters on video describing themselves as in I'm a white c- cisgendered male. Right. Uh, I'm wearing glasses and <laughs> I have a beard and my pronouns are he him and it's ridiculous.
2: So do we have to like yeah, it's like do you do we have to all introduce ourselves as like like our skin color and like uh, whether we have a beard or not and our eye color and like I, it our felt hair. Me like, like
0: it's was, so weird it was like being identified in court you know the right. man in the red shirt sitting at the defense table with the beard you know that's the defendant <laughs> it what was it like. weird
3: because at first my first thought was maybe they're trying to be more inclusive to blind people who can't see but they're using terms that don't like make color. sense like blonde like yeah. I, I have blonde long hair things like that
2: i, I actually didn't get it at like what their it what make their any sense. what their objective was with that is was
0: there more like was there more to that story?
2: There was because no
3: context. I no. only
0: watched the video. And it just there were two videos. There was one clip from one of their things they were doing, and another clip that was completely different. Another clip and where they're doing the same. Nobody exact thing Nobody
2: explained it at any point, like yeah, why they just, were doing it. They just did
0: acting it, acting like it was a normal way to introduce yourself. <laughs> 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 All right, so go on, Bonnie. What else do we need to know?
3: Isa explained. Through the use of speech recognition and sound sensors, we were able to program Themis to detect offensive terms and sentences, racial slurs, offensive jokes through the microphone.
0: So basically, it's a no fun zone wherever this thing is located. You can't crack any jokes because, man, every joke is at somebody's expense, right? There's always some sort of a butt of any given joke. That's just the way most jokes are. So no jokes, no cracking. Uh, you know, make, you can't make fun of yourself either, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't just, you just can't say anything at all that could possibly offend somebody wherever this Themis device is located. College campuses, you know they're going to have this all over college campuses. I wonder
2: how this is going to conflict with introducing yourself as a white male. It probably right, like, won't Because go if you say white, wouldn't that be offensive? Immediate va- yeah, right? like, violation. Just
3: not go off? Because... They don't care if you offend white people.
2: Well, okay, what if you're a black male? Then it'll yeah. go off because black is offensive.
3: Or, yeah, if you're just talking about, I don't know, you're just, I don't know, talking about yourself and you mention your race. Is it going to go off? I don't know.
2: Or what if you're reading a story or, I don't know, like, aloud or, like, giving a speech when you're quoting somebody else? Like, right. I, I could just think of so many, like, situations where... You know, people did bad things. A history class, or I don't know, like something. Where this thing's going to be oh, going? Right, you're going to be, be talking about things that you know, history, and it's it's you know, lots of bad things have happened in history. So you're going to offend somebody or whatever.
3: This next sentence makes no sense. She sa- it says, "Isa explained that the alarms are intended to prompt deep discussions, but how are you going to have deep after discussions after a two-minute-long yeah.
2: klaxon? You have to going wait for two, two your...
3: minutes to have a discussion. <laughs>
2: I, I can just see a math class, like oh." <laughs> Now you gotta stop. We can't do math now. We gotta talk about two like two minutes. Yeah. And it's it'll be funny because it'll be something that like you're talking about like you're using some math term, but it
0: will interpret it as you know something offensive, and then you're gonna have to stop and talk about like why is this offensive? Like if we paused for <laughs> ten seconds on the air, silence sensors would be going off all around the the country at radio stations. They'd be worried that we went, you know, off the air. Right. Uh two minutes is a long time in, in to yeah. listen to silence, let alone an alarm going blaring in your ears
3: if the how are you supposed
0: to have a conversation when there's
3: a little blaring in your
0: ears like if this is i think they need to rethink
2: this one
3: if this is put into public schools like for you know kids and stuff too there's no way that little kids wouldn't not abuse it and just start saying bad words so it will go off for two minutes so they can't hear the teacher so they don't have to (laughs) do work
0: I'm sure they'll make it so you can adjust the length of the alarm, but uh, th- you know this is going to get a lot of people into some legal trouble potentially, and it's an ugly, ugly idea. And I'm I'm sorry I, to hear that. I, it I just
2: can't I can't imagine it working
0: like. I don't even know. Like, I'm not even oh, afraid. Work. I I'm mean, not even afraid. recognition is I mean, it's spot it's, on. That's
2: not it, but it's like, it doesn't, it's, there's no way this is going to work in like a school environment or whatever. It just isn't going to happen. Like, it's not going to come to fruition. It's it, not going to really feel like exist. she
3: can't even believe herself saying this. She says, extremely bothersome alarms last approximately two minutes, after which Themis turns off, really? allowing an open understanding discussion among people on the possible trigger matter. Okay. Two minutes? What
0: was the source on this? This isn't The Onion, right? TheBlaze.com. Okay, this is probably real. There's more coming up here moments. We talk live. You can dial in and join us here at the number 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. We're talking about a disturbing technological development that wasn't unpredictable. In fact, there was a movie in the 1990s. I believe it was 1996's Demolition Man that nailed this thing that you're telling us about Bonnie this alarm called the Themis, I think it is.
3: Yes, Themis.
0: The Themis alarm that is this device that is being developed and it's I guess been shown at some sort of a you know, some sort of a show for incredibly offensive devices that are going to try to ruin people's lives
3: it's called the dubai design week the global grad show at dubai design week
0: yeah so some goody goody uh has decided to put out an alarm that basically detects people saying potentially offensive things and then it shrieks out some sort of an alarm for two minutes straight to make sure everyone in the vicinity knows that somebody has violated the social code you know (sighs) It sounds like something
2: uh, from a movie where the device would, like, issue you a ticket, like a fine. That's the movie.
0: It's called Demolition Man.
2: Uh, Yeah. Okay. Maybe I have seen it then. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But that's what it sounds like. It's I'm I'm expecting them to make another version of this, like the next gen, and it's gonna Where like it find you, yeah, gives
3: it, you a ticket, yeah, <laughs> to like
2: issue a ticket, and if and if you don't give it your number, right? Everybody has a number. Then it calls the cops. Then it calls the cops on yeah. you, right? Or just and of course, there's got to be a camera attached to it, right? so it's gonna take a picture. So if you run, then you're even in bigger trouble. Yep.
3: Or it'll just deduct straight from your social credit score.
2: Right. Yeah. If it has like voice detection in it or
0: something, I haven't even seen that in the movies yet. So. Well, no, that was in the movie. They could detect who was speaking. Oh, so it could? In, yeah, in Demolition Man. Okay. It, whenever you would say a word we can't say on the radio, right. actually, they would bing you for like the word hell or something like that. Actually, so the there they were would, they words would we bing can't say on anything. the radio. Yeah. So, uh, so it would you know an alarm would go off and the device would name the person who said the thing and okay. specifically say you're being deducted from your account x number of credits for saying this you know violating this code. Basically, and yeah, I, it's, a, it's a hilarious movie. Yeah, I've definitely seen or heard of, or
2: watched movies like with that kind of uh, that in it. I don't maybe I just don't remember the movie well enough to. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it's been 25 years yeah. since that movie's <laughs> been out at this point. Uh, yeah. and, and if you you know, if you like a good action movie. Demolition Man is one of the best action movies, I think, from the 1990s. It's one of the funniest. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like a really entertaining action movie. It's got uh, Sylvester Stallone. It's got Wesley Snipes.
3: Sandra Bullock.
0: Sandra Bullock is in it as the love interest. And the funny thing is, there was an article I read within the last few years, or maybe it was a video. Anyway, somebody looked at Demolition Man at how good it was at predicting... Where we are mm. today, with like this super sensitive population that you can't say anything, or somebody's going to get offended, and everybody's a big pussy, basically. And that's like the entire society that had been created. Uh, in the Demolition Man society, because it takes place in the future. So the movie starts in the mid-90s or the late 90s, and then it flashes forward some number of decades because uh, a couple of guys from the 90s get cryogenically frozen, and then they get thawed out uh, several years later. So it's the old fish-out-of-water story, right, where you yeah. got people who don't know the world that they've just entered into, and it's completely different. Yeah, it seems like... But it, it's a lot like now, It seems like the plot line to more than one film that I've seen over the years. Well, there's plenty of fish out of water yeah.
3: films, I like mean, a caveman that gets brought to the Encino future. Encino
0: Man, yeah, that's uh, there's a movie they made that. Uh, that was... There was a
3: Disney one when I was a kid too. I don't remember what it was called.
0: Encino Man might have been a Disney movie. I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, that was uh, Brendan Fraser. Also in the 90s, he's a caveman that wakes up, you know, in the 1990s, and then you know, he get all the wacky encounters yep, yep, of yep. what the, what things would happen with somebody that that doesn't know what a cell phone is, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, things like that so check out demolition man it actually you know it's one that i probably should watch again i used to you know i, I haven't probably haven't seen it in 15 years or whatever and apparently it's really held up and it's shockingly predictive as far <laughs> as how bad things have gotten so uh don't miss that one if you've never seen it you'll really i think you'll enjoy it. if you like a good action movie you don't like action you know it's got a lot of that so you probably should stay away from I, it if you don't like
2: i have to say movies. i honestly could not predict the way things have gone over the last 20 years it just just the last two years i uh, i didn't see it coming i didn't either but like just I, I mean i'm thinking about the 20 years but yeah you're right it's like 20 years it's gotten way things have changed massively and yeah. then the last two it's been like
0: I, that's how change comes at you though like, like it comes all all of a sudden all yeah all the time right like the fall of the berlin wall the end of the soviet union yeah and uh you know how far are we away from the end of the united states
3: how far are we I away from New Hampshire seceding from the Union?
0: I mean, are we in the United States anymore? I mean, like, what does the
2: United States well, they mean think so. to you? Because what the United States means to me isn't what we got now. There
3: was supposedly the first woman president today without an election because the other president had to get a colonoscopy. Or oh, yeah. Did
0: you hear about that? They put down yeah. uh, President Biden for a, a colonoscopy.
3: <laughs> there we go. So the idea is if right, he didn't, right.
0: you know, like, while he's out of consciousness sure, sure. Or whatever, they need to have some other person be the president so Kamala Harris got to be president for some number of hours presuming he came out of it I don't know is there a conspiracy theory here that uh... I'm sure there is I mean, there's, been a, there's been a conspiracy <laughs> theory about Kamala Harris from the election I mean the conspiracy theory is is that Joe Biden isn't intended to last the four years and that she will take over and become even worse of a president because she's just you know a cop so like if you think Biden's bad, she's even worse. Uh, at least Biden is entertaining because yeah, he's so senile and clueless. I you can at least laugh. I'm, at
2: him. I'm just I'm always amazed like from one leader to the next, like somehow
0: it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It really does. I mean, like, it really does. You think you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and they just keep on scraping? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even. How do we? How did we get to where we're at? Like I just. <laughs> Well the worst rise to the top in politics. I mean that's just that's how those positions of power attract the the scum of the earth. The
3: yeah. election is just The election of presidents is just created to make you feel like it's different people in power every four years. Anyway, it's all the same people. Oh,
0: nothing has really changed. Yeah, that's
2: that's that's a good way to describe it. It's like it's one leader is not really that different from the last leader. You know, it's like
3: leader isn't even really the right word. Well, it's just Uh, not the right word because he actually doesn't have like all the power.
0: And I, he's not my leader. I'm not going to follow him. I'm not going to follow Trump. I'm not going to follow Barack Obama. These people don't. A, f- a leader is somebody who earns it. Right. Like a leader is somebody who you if you're going to follow a leader, you choose that leader because you respect them, because they've shown that they deserve to be considered. Whatever it is Mm. that they're saying to do. And usually a person is a leader because they went first. A person who is a true leader. Politicians don't do this. Politicians jump out in front of a parade after it's been going for a while. And they're like, oh, hey, here I am. I've been here the whole time. I really love you guys. Vote for me. That's what a politician does. A leader is the person who started the parade. They're the person mm. who went out, they put themselves at risk to do something. They took a risk. They bought, you know, invested into something. They started a business. They started a movement. Mm. Uh, that's a leader, somebody who sets the example sure, sure. for other people to voluntarily choose to follow. Politicians, you'd be insane to voluntarily choose, you know, follow a politician. They're yeah. just going to send you to your doom. They're going to send you to your death like those poor bastards in the military. And most of them didn't choose to follow the politician. Most of them joined the military because they wanted to get some money. Or, you know, they thought it was going to get them a girl or something like that. Uh, They got a uniform out of it. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live.
1: This free talk live call number if you want to join in
2: here
0: and take control of the airwaves is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160 in the studio tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. And I want to tell you about the BitBox. It's a 100% open source hardware wallet. What is a hardware wallet? It's for cryptocurrencies. And specifically Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think Litecoin might be included as well. Uh, It's uh, definitely something you're going to want to take a look at if you're interested in keeping those cryptos safe Because phone wallets are not going to cut it if you've got a large amount of crypto. If you've got a growing amount of crypto, growing amount of Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum, you definitely want to put it somewhere safe. And a hardware wallet is a great solution, especially one that's 100% open source. And I know, Chris, that matters, right? When it comes to anything where there's code being run, absolutely, you need to know or at least have the ability to know. Have somebody that you know who knows how to look at code. Be able to audit these things. And if it's a closed source hardware wallet, you have no idea what the code is that's running on that device. So you don't know what they're doing with your money. 100% open source, the BitBox. Go to box.freetalklive.com. You can buy your own there and save 5% with code FTL, like Free Talk Live, That's the BitBox at box.freetalklive.com. You can also enter our contest that we are doing there have been several entries so far into this so you know you will have good odds i think i don't think we're going to have hundreds of entries because we've we've put a few hoops up here so you've got to do a couple things one you have to subscribe to our odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com if you're already done if you've already done that part you're already done with step one now once you've subscribed to the odyssey channel you just take a screenshot Whether you're on your phone or you're on your desktop or laptop computer. Just screenshot that evidence to prove that you are a subscriber. And then you post that on your social media profile on our social media server on our Mastodon over at social.freetalklive.com. And you tag Aria in the post so she knows she's the one running the contest. She's going to be uh, picking the winner during an episode of Free Your Talk Live coming up within the next few weeks. We're not sure when that's going to be, but uh, definitely want to give people enough time to enter the contest. So, again... Go to video.freetalklive.com, follow our Odyssey channel, screenshot it, post the screenshot, tag Aria over at social.freetalklive.com, and you will be in the running.
3: And that Free, to- free Talk Live is going to be a mukbang.
0: And can you describe what that is?
3: <laughs> it's where you buy a whole bunch of food from one restaurant, and eat it, and describe what it tastes like, and have a conversation while you're eating.
0: Has Arya agreed to this? No. <laughs> well, I don't see why she would be opposed to it. I mean, so does it have to be Asian food or can it be... No, it
3: can be any food. It could food? be Wendy's. Because that's mean,
0: like a Korean thing, right? Mukbang?
3: I don't know. I think that's what might be where it started. Yeah. It's like a YouTube I think it thing.
0: Is. Uh, so there you go. Uh, check out box.freetalklive.com for the BitBox, and you can use code FTL to save 5% on one for yourself. So, uh, Bonnie, you said there was more about this... What was it called again? The Thelema or something? Themis. Themis. This Themis uh, device which can detect offensive speech and blast out a two-minute-long alarm to let everybody know that somebody offensive is in the vicinity.
3: It blasts out extremely bothersome alarms, according to the creator. Mm-hmm. It says, according to t- the Telegraph, I saw, or is it the Telegraph, the That's publication? It's a British newspaper, yep. Yeah. According to The Telegraph, Isa the creator, hopes to roll out the device to classrooms, universities, and more following testing. Hmm. She says, themis was designed to be placed in intimate social settings, such as dinner parties or family <laughs> gatherings. Can you imagine Thanksgiving dinner and you're just trying to have a conversation? You're not trying to be offensive, but you're not being as... Uh, that was the word correct. politically correct? As this device wants you to be in it, and mm-hmm. an alarm goes off for two minutes, just so yeah, that I don't way care if you can. It's
0: Twenty seconds. I mean, I, I can't. But believe it is two
3: minutes. Gonna...
0: <laughs> that, I'm sure they're going to let people turn that down. There's but... no way this is going to work. Yeah, as no a one product. wants that. As a feature. but, even
3: if it was just five seconds, can you imagine? Like it's obnoxious. That's so obnoxious, and then you have to wait for it to go off, and then that opens up a. Time for you guys to discuss why it might have been offensive. That's just so unnatural. Anybody
2: even remembers what it was that was said yeah. by that point? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I if I were entering into a family situation and one of these things was on the table, I would <laughs> walk out of the door. I'm not interested.
3: It's just right in the middle where there's normally yeah. like a centerpiece. Yeah, no.
0: Not interested. I'd say something
2: offensive then walk out the door.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so They had to hear it they have um, to
2: put up with the two minutes the two of noise minutes. the to
0: <laughs> throw it out the window at some point
3: she says it was designed to be placed in these social settings because based on our research people are less likely to speak up when they get offended unlike settings where mm. people could be held accountable can okay. you imagine just feeling like anytime you're offended by somebody else's language you should be able to speak up well, I mean, and just you like you well yeah you would just be annoying like i i mean you should be free to do that without like being beaten or killed or something yeah but you would just be annoying everyone like okay go be friends with someone else just go get into a new friend group
0: right and so now they want this to be in classrooms they want this to be in lunchrooms they want this to be in wherever they can find uh these easily offended groups who cannot like you're saying they can't stand up for themselves they are so wussy that they just you know sit there and cry inside instead of actually speaking up if they are actually genuinely upset by what somebody said they want the machine to do their work for them (laughs) it's just cowardice
3: she says however after exhibiting in ggs which is the global grad show at dubai design week a lot of people were interested in having it in workspaces or even classrooms. The, so this is something that we want to develop Themis around. We'll plan on sending out more surveys to further understand Themis' target market and the audience it could reach and potentially testing it out within educational and work settings such as universities, schools, and offices. Isa added that she hopes the device will encourage those violating Themis's parameters to embark on a journey of self-critique.
0: oh man yeah look if something is offensive look I'm not advocating that people be out go out and out of their way to be offensive or not be concerned with what other people you know think necessarily but on the other hand you should be true to yourself and you you know like you said Bonnie if you're around people that are constantly being offended by the things that you say when you're just trying to be yourself then they're not you're not they're not your right peer group and you ought to reassess who you're trying to spend time with because you've are you made the wrong choice if you're with this group of people who aren't even willing to speak up for themselves.
3: They want this little device to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just so cowardly. The number here is 603-283-6160. Uh, so, Chris, you wanted to talk about... Stable coins, is that right? You had some politician uh, from the Federal Reserve Bank yeah, had... weighing in. We were talking about Hillary Clinton earlier tonight, who is on the attack now against Bitcoin at a recent uh, financial conference. Yeah, so there's a um, story here from Bloomsburger that I have, and
2: the bank only stables coin it's limit innovation, Fed's Waller says. So let's back up a moment. So basically, like all of these mm, bureaucrats and politicians many of them anyway are saying something to the effect of stablecoins should be like restricted to being issued by banks
0: yeah i've got a report by the federal i believe reserve that uh, came back with that right
2: and so Treas- the- i'm sorry treasury department has said that this fed basically is saying that he disagrees and that's a surprise. And that's kind of what makes it news.
3: That's shocking. Yeah.
2: So this is, and I don't know like what position this is, but here we go. Federal reserve governor. I don't know what the federal reserve governor is, but it sounds like an important position to me. Christopher Waller broke with a report from the regulators earlier this month and said he disagrees with the idea that stable coins should only be issued by banks because it would limit payment system innovation and competition. I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to limit innovation and competition. Um, you know, more different entities that have uh, the ability to, you know, create stable coins is a good thing, but you know it's just let's talk about it more coming up here we'll stable coins are still bad but
0: well i don't agree with you there actually and we can talk about what a stable coin is because we haven't really explained I think that
2: mostly how they are they're bad
0: anyway well we'll talk about that on the way and your calls and thoughts are welcome the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 this is free talk live It's Bonnie. And Chris. And the number again, 603-283-6160. I want to say thank you to Eli123, who is a uh, member of the AMPS program. Free Talk Live AMPS is the new thing that uh, we launched uh, about a month or so ago over on Patreon. Eli joined as a silver Level, which means that Eli123 is giving us uh, five bucks a month, at least five bucks a month through the AMPS program. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com. It is a uh, Patreon based system, and that'll take you right on over to our Patreon page. And then you can contribute there and get access to some cool perks as well. So it's amps.freetalklive.com. Chris, you were telling us about a Federal Reserve governor, somebody who is – we looked it up. He's on the board of governors. So this is like, I guess, one of the highest positions in the Federal Reserve system. And this particular character is actually disagreeing with what the, uh, the Treasury said recently. And I had a story about that as well, where they're urging the, uh, the federal government to act – Quickly on legislation to address what they call the rising risk of stablecoins, and they specifically want stablecoin issuers to be regulated as though they are banks. That's what they told the uh, the federal government gang. And he disagrees, apparently. Right? Yeah. Um, see here.
2: So he said, uh, "I disagree with the notion that stablecoin issuance can or should only be conducted by banks, simply because of the nature of the liability." Walker said in remarks prepared for delivery at the Cleveland Fed and Office of Financial Research's Conference on Fiscal Stability. Wow. Wednesday. It serves as a viable competitor to banking organizations in their role as payment providers. While it raised numerous risks and benefits with stablecoins, in particular the lack of a regulatory framework to ensure that they aren't subject to runs and that their systems
0: <laughs> remain sound. Well, first of all, a stablecoin, for listeners that don't know, is a cryptocurrency token that is backed by something that exists in theory, right? So. Yeah. The most common form of stablecoin are dollar-based stablecoins, where supposedly the issuer of that stablecoin has, in a vault somewhere, a dollar for every single token that they issue. So if they issue a million tokens, they should have a million dollars that are liquid that should someone come in with a hundred thousand of those things, they should be able to say, "Hey, I got a hundred thousand of your stablecoin. I want a hundred thousand dollars, and there there might be a fee to exchange it, but roughly they'll walk away with close to a hundred thousand dollars." So that's what should happen. Now, whether or not the stablecoin issuer actually is honest is ultimately the question. Do About they, how
3: many dollars they actually have?
0: Right. Do they actually have yeah. in the in a bank vault somewhere or in their own private vault or wherever X amount of dollars? And some of them are not as transparent as uh, as some of the rest of them are. Yeah. So that is a big question. It, you know, it's
2: interesting because stable queens have like, Potential use cases. And oh, they definitely do. Yeah. And the question, I I think, I think the question is kind of down to do we really have the optimal stable coin? Because I I'll admit I'm not like super knowledgeable about the different stablecoins, and I I know there's supposedly some more decentralized ones out there. There are now, yeah. Um, I think was it is it die DIA
0: was the first that I was became aware of mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. But there's a new one called UST. I want to uh, ask if Terra. you've ever
2: if you've ever used any of these, but I I uh, have you ever used any of these prior to the raid? I, <laughs> or should I, I had, ask that? <laughs> I
0: had used die prior to the okay. raid. Yeah, I had been aware of die. Uh, I became aware of Terra, and I uh, unfortunately can't, like you said, there's right, a right. bunch of restrictions. But uh, Terra's even more interesting than than Dai as far as its sort of decentralization. Mm-hmm. I don't want to even try to de- to describe yeah, how yeah, these I things understand. work. There are videos and you know help information online for people that want to learn this. But basically, the federal government's already way behind the ball. Like they want to regulate stablecoins, mm. but they don't know how and what they're going to do is they're going to crack down on the co- corporations that are operating these stable coins well the thing is the s- decentralized ones aren't being run by centralized corporations they're essentially decentralized <laughs> finance
1: right they're right. essentially
0: like an algorithm that they don't have dollars backing them they're just worth a dollar
2: now, i i will say i have heard that uh was it, is it, is it you, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. DeFi Di, or DeFi or something. DeFi? DeFi, DeFi centralized finance. Yeah, DeFi is not as decentralized as um, they want you to think it is. They want you to think that's what I've heard. That's true. Now it, I think that's coming from the regulators' mouths. So no, but it's also true. Okay, so yeah. it might be. So that's kind of and and this is one of these these are this is kind of like one of these things. You know, I don't. I I, I I'm not. I'm not as confident in stable coins because of that centralization and the, the, right. the way things currently are. I think we. It, and I think if you go more decentralized, you may run into issues of it being less stable, right? But that isn't necessarily a, a bad thing if it's at least stable enough, if you know what I mean, right? Because even the dollar
0: changes in value, right? It, it becomes worth less. The, the other uh, stable coins are also not, you know, perfectly a dollar. Sometimes they're 99.98 cents or they're sure. a dollar point or whatever. And then what happens is usually the arbitrage in the markets kind of evens out the the price. But these decentralized systems have really interesting methods of keeping their price pegged at as close to a dollar as possible. So it is something that someone who's interested in this topic should spend a few hours digging in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, s- spend yeah. an, at least an hour and read about DAI, read about UST. There's probably others I haven't even learned about yet, right? There's, yeah, sure. There's some really interesting theories out there. And, and not just theories, these things are operating. Yeah, so like, sure, sure. Uh, DAI, I believe, is going to be surpassed relatively soon by UST as far as its market cap is concerned. So it might be something that somebody who's interested in learning about stablecoins, just look at the top 100 cryptos and pick out the stable coins from the top 100 and just see how they're doing things differently and see what you like and what you don't like about them but the thing is with these decentralized ones mm-hmm. the government's not going to be able to stop them and they yeah they're like they're not even talking about them yet because they can't even wrap their minds around how they work <laughs> they're that innovative yeah and they're that decentralized see,
2: and, and, and this is interesting because it's it's i, I feel like it's it's I. It's something we need. Like it's it's. Or I don't know if I should say we need it, but it's it's something that I feel like would be desirable, right? Like because some people just can't wrap their head around, you know, having a cryptocurrency that isn't always the same value, right, mm-hmm. from one day to the next. And if that's holding cryptocurrency back, then something that's a actual cryptocurrency and it's it's a decentralized sort of stable coin, right? um would solve that potential problem right and and it would maybe and 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 i I mean without even using the dollar i mean in theory at least it might get some people on board with cryptocurrencies um but i don't know i i suspect that there's probably a lot of people who are not who, who would like you would use that argument with and then they would like
0: just they still wouldn't be interested right Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the ultimate crux of whether or not people get interested in cryptocurrency personally. I mean, it can't hurt to have those options in the market. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, But stablecoins are useful for exchange purposes, because if you take, uh, let's say, Bitcoin, right? So Bitcoin was $68,000 the other day, and Bitcoin starts to fall. Or sure. well, if you think Bitcoin's going to continue to fall and you have some of it, then you can sell it for the stablecoin, turn it into the, its dollar value, watch the Bitcoin price fall if it does, because right, right, it could right. go back up two seconds later. But you know, yeah. you yeah. take the bet that it's going to keep falling, then as it's falling to where you think the bottom is going to be, then you use the dollar-based stablecoin that yep. you got to buy more right, of what right. you had before. So it's a tool yeah. for that and, purpose. And, and this
2: is this is this is kind of what I was what I was trying to get at earlier, and I, 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 I probably misspoke a little bit. But there are use cases, obviously. And that's um, the big and one. And that's the big one, right? And so that's not a use case that I am uh personally You're not a
0: trader. I'm not a trader, right? Yeah, I don't, I'm not either. I don't invest I don't, in cryptocurrency. I couldn't right? pick what's so, gonna happen. It's impossible. To me, it's right. like crazy to try to predict what the market's right. gonna do. I wanna go to Rob, he's on the line in Vermont. Go ahead, Rob.
6: Hey yeah, uh, so you guys were talking about uh, Demolition Man earlier. Yes, <laughs> and I mean that's a fascinating movie. I remember seeing it when it came out, but there's a scene in that movie there where they're in the bathroom, and the three shells. I mean, is that supposed to represent a a, a, bo- a varied version of a of a bo- day Or <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
0: you're referencing one of the funnier, stranger scenes in the movie where Sylvester Stallone is trying to figure out what the three seashell system is in the bathroom.
2: I have definitely seen this movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's memorable, right? Yeah. Uh, and they never really, and thank you, Rob, for the call tonight, they never really explain it. It's up to your imagination yeah. to figure out what it uh, what it means. But that's the reason why the character goes out, curses a bunch of times into the machine that <laughs> issues tickets for every curse word, and then he takes the bunch of the tickets into the bathroom with him so he doesn't have to deal with figuring out the three seashells, so he uses the tickets for his toilet paper. It's pretty funny stuff. You got to see Demolition Man if you've never seen it before. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Join liberty minded voluntarists anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the sixth annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about, but it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country
7: that, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market, making it just a freer, great place to live.
0: It's the world's largest, volunteerist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people to, like,
2: passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it.
0: 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com.